Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. It's good stuff. Yeah. The Laugh Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm the L Train. Over there is Mr. Two Frames. How are you today, sir? Doing well. We are doing the summer preview yeah. show. This is my uh, among my favorite of shows, these preview shows. We get to talk about a whole lot of movies, and uh, we get to talk about them in a positive way because we think that we're going to uh, like them, or some people are going to like them anyway, and uh, we don't have to crap all over them like I've been doing with other movies <laughs> that, this, after I see them. Well, and this is my favorite season for movies. I love the blockbuster popcorn flicks. Um. We're going to pick movies for ourselves that we think we would like. We're going to pick movies for each other as hosts. And uh, we're going to pick movies for some of our listeners. We know of uh, we have some listeners that have contacted us on Twitter or on our Facebook. And I put their names into this crumpled up fedora or Stetson. <laughs> we're going to pick their names out of this hat. And uh, we're going to choose what movie between now. Uh, what's this upcoming weekend? Uh, this is the 4th of July weekend. Oh, yeah. 4th of July and Memorial Day. Labor Day. Labor Day. <laughs> Which is... September 4th. Yeah. Or uh, September's... Whatever. The first Monday in September. But yeah, it's the September 4th weekend. So all the movies that we're going to choose have to come in within that time frame for for these individuals. And then I, I have some rationales for the movie I picked for you. Um, I know what movie I want to see. So uh, we're going to start with the movies that we want to see? Uh, we can do that if you want. And then we'll pick some names out of the hat, and then we'll uh, we'll end up with the movie that we pick for our uh, co-host over there. Okay. All right. So the movie that I most want to see, although it pains me to say this, because you have it in the box office challenge, the movie I'm most looking forward to is Minions. Finding a master was easy. <laughs> Keeping a master. <laughs> That's where things got tricky. <laughs> nope, it wasn't easy for these guys. <laughs> this says a lot about you as a person. I love those minions, man. A little, you know, funny uh uh little creatures running around, cute, funny, following after their master. They want to follow after the most evil, devious person on earth until they find Gru in Despicable and Despicable 2. I think that they start off as like teeny tiny microorganisms in this movie. And then it it shows their development through all of time. Well, that's what the trailer kind of shows that they're going to bounce around for a little bit. Yeah. And I wonder how much of the film spins doing that. Cause that could be a pretty good 20, 30 minutes. Oh, you know, the montage sequence at the beginning of inside out was pretty successful too. That was 20, 30 minutes of pretty much setting up the, mm-hmm. the conflict in the movies. Huh? The character that they choose to follow is played by Sandra Bullock. You know how much I like her even in animated forms. so She's talented, and this movie's already doing well internationally. Ooh, it's big. Uh, they released it in India to start <laughs> off things, I think back on the 18th of June. 
I think this is going to be the biggest animated film of all time. And I predicted at times, I predicted up to 150 million in the box office on the opening weekend. Wow, that's strong. It's I, the, uh, I hope so. <laughs> well, for you, yeah. I think also it's the second best product tie-in of all time after the Watchmen's blue condoms. Do you remember those? No. The Watchmen. You remember that movie? I remember the Watchmen. I don't remember condoms being in the movie. No, they weren't in the movie. They were product tie-ins. Oh, okay. The product tie-ins for uh, the Minions is Tic Tacs and uh, Twinkies. Banana Twinkies. (laughs) The Watchmen's blue condoms had a we're the only ones protecting society written on them. And then, you know, you think about did, it. Did they you glow in the dark? Like yeah, I think so. Did? I think that they did. That's good. What is the worst product tie-in of all time? Worst product? Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> I, I have no idea. The Avengers Signature Scent Cologne. They have a they have four different colognes in a, in a signature bottle. It's called Smash Patriot Mark 7. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I mean, I've seen bad tie-ins. Uh, the worst tie-in I can think of is for a video game, one of the Resident Evil games, you could get a controller that was shaped like a chainsaw. Ooh, that's actually kind of nice, though. It had blood stains on it. You, you mentioned it. in one of our early laughs that's, that's not on iTunes right now, but I think you can sometimes you can pick up some of our classic laughs, or what do we call those? Lost laughs, on our website. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the product tie-in for E.T., that E.T. video game. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like somewhere there's a mountain of, or under us. Yeah, they buried a bunch of them. They crushed <laughs> them, but that recently got dug up. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a documentary coming out about the whole thing, the search for the eight, for the E.T. Atari cartridges. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that might have been this, the worst product time of all time. Anyway, minions live to serve, but find themselves continue looking, or looking for a series of unsuccessful masters. It's written and directed by oh, written by Brian Lynch, who's working on the Secret Life of Animals, which I saw the trailer for that at Inside Out. That looks pretty funny too. Directed by Pierre Coffin, French guy, and Kyle Balda, and then the only major character is uh, Scarlet or actress is uh, Sandra Bullock as Scarlet Overkill. I think Pierre Coffin is the voices of the minions. So anyway, that's my pick for myself. I like it, and that's opening July 10th. Uh, I believe you're right. Yeah, July 10th. Next, next weekend, after this weekend. Well, if you can wait three weeks, you can have a truly great movie to go, to go watch. Okay. Mission Impossible Road Nation, starring Tom Cruise. Oh, all right. Opening on the last day of the month of July. Uh, this is the fifth movie in the Mission Impossible uh, series, and once again, we have a different director. This time, it's Christopher McQuarrie, a director I've talked a great deal about, and profess my love for his films and for his writing. Uh, he's done movies like Way of the Gun, Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a really good writer. He wrote the screenplay for this film, and he's also directing it. Tom Cruise is joined again by Jeremy Renner, Simon Pegg. Uh, it's you know another We Gotta Save the World action movie, and apparently Tom Cruise is doing a lot of his own stunts once again. A lot of the marketing so far has been about him hanging from the side of a plane as it takes off. Right. And I think something like 45 minutes of this movie were filmed in uh, IMAX with those giant cameras. So I think it's just going to be a fun action film. You like the IMAX. You like the action. Is it 3D? 
I don't think it's going to be 3D. Really? I could be wrong on that. Isn't it tailor-made for that? It'll at least be an IMAX, so you can go watch on a really big screen. I think the Mission Impossible movies have been getting better all along. I liked the last one. Uh, I liked Simon Pegg in it. I thought it was a little long, though. Yeah, it was there a little was, long, but... There was, something that, there was something off about it. I liked the first one a lot. Have you gone back and rewatched mm-hmm. it? I liked it when I saw it. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it holds up. I tell you what else I like though is uh, I like that Tom Cruise. He's our last major movie star. There aren't any more movie stars like. I mean, he fits in that mold like Burt Reynolds, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, not a great actor, but very watchable on the screen. I was trying to think if I if there's any movie that he was in that I didn't like for some reason or another. I mean, Cocktail wasn't great, but I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a couple of times. It's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. And wasn't he in the movie like Legend or something like that? Or... Yeah, with Tim Robbins. I can't as remember the Devil that. or something. Okay. Yeah, I just remember him like with a short long or a, a mullet or something running around with a sword. And maybe I didn't like that one, but I liked all the right moves. That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. So I think he's older than I am. That Tom Cruise. Uh, I think he's early 50s now. Yeah. He, he's still kicking it, though, doing all these action films. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I've liked his last couple of movies. I know they haven't done super well at the bots office with Oblivion and Edge of Tomorrow, but I thought both of those were fine films. Yeah, I agree. Good and, pick for yeah. yourself. All right. So now on oh, yeah, to the listener to the picks. fedora. I'm going to pick out of here. Let me see. Ooh, Ashley B. All right. Ashley B looking at this list here. I think Ashley B is uh, going to like the movie Paper Towns. From the moment I saw Margot Ross Spiegelman, I was madly in love. Margot and I were practically strangers. Until this one night. What the? Margot? I need to borrow your car. What? I have nine things I need to do tonight, and more than half of them require a getaway driver. This is a film version of a novel written by... um, Jack, who, who's this John, John Green. Green? Yeah. Uh, he's the guy that wrote Fault in Our Stars. Starring uh, a supermodel. All right, now. Someone told me how to pronounce this. Wasn't Cara, me. <laughs> Cara D. Levine. That's right. her name. Or Cara D. Levine. Um, she's going to be in Pan and Suicide Squad coming up. In like three or four other films. Yeah. They're like in production pre-production she's blowing up um she's she plays the uh sort of the main character margot roth spiegelman and then uh her friend is this guy named q or quentin he's played by the same guy that was in fault in our stars or he played a role in fault in our stars yeah I didn't he, see he was, was the he blind the kid oh, no he, the he was okay. the boyfriend's best friend who loses his sight nat wolf yeah. Um, his name is Q in the movie. He, he's going to grow up to be in uh, 007 movies. Is that the same kid from Role Models who was into know. LARPing? No, no, no. That's That that kid was in uh, Superbad. Is that the same? Because I at first no, thought it was, kid. I thought in this movie it was the kid from Superbad, but I thought I thought he was older. It's like no. his younger brother or something. Looks very yeah. similar. Okay. I'll have to take your word for it. I saw the trailer once. Um, 
and from what I know about Ashley B, I think she liked Fault in Our Stars. I think she might be going to see this. This is written uh, by Scott Neustadter and Michael H. Weber. That's the same team that worked on uh, Green's first film adaptation. It's uh, directed by Jack Schreer, who did Robot and Frank. Ooh, I it's like a movie that. that you liked. Yeah. I didn't see that. I kind of want to see it. What I don't understand about this Cara Delevingne, it's very strange. She's international supermodel of the highest pedigree. She makes her living off of her looks. Uh-huh. That being said, as a balding, uh, stage two obese, 50-year-old man, there's something kind of off-putting about her eyebrows. She always has a hard stare. She's got thick eyebrows, dude. Yeah. Her apparently her eyebrows are literally and figuratively the big thing in modeling. They're big like, eyebrows. Yeah. They're I need like, to call up an agent then. They're like Peter Gallagher's eyebrows. Took steroids. I've got two caterpillars on my face. It's the it's the fact that she owns them, that she owns her look, that she, that and and that's why she's appealing to women. That she owns the thick eyebrows. I guess by own, you would say the the way a person owns two Bichon Frise puppies, staples them to their forehead. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know she was in Anna Karenina. Right. I don't remember she her She was in a small film. role, didn't have a speaking part. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why I don't remember her from <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, I don't remember her from that either because I didn't see it. Also, the reason I picked this for Ashley B is because I know that she likes... From her Twitter posts, I know that she likes Impractical Joker, Jokers, and the only other cue that I know is Brian Quinn. So there you go. There's your pick, Ashley B. Very nice. All right. Let me. What do you uh, got? Yeah. All right. Here you go. Reach in, shuffle reach it in. around. I've got oh Nicole C. <laughs> all right. And looking at the list of stuff coming out, what would she go and spend her hard-earned money? I have an on? idea. I think she's going to the theaters this weekend to go see Magic Mike Double XL. <laughs> Back in our day. Well, I'd say it's still your day, man. <laughs> that would be my pick for She her. might be standing in line right now. I know she likes the Channing Tatum, the mm. star of this film, and this is arguably his breakout hit from what? three years ago. Or oh, the okay. original was his breakout hit from <laughs> three years ago. Say, I think he's broken out. Yeah. He's broken out more than a 15-year-old uh, Plus, adolescent. if you like pro wrestling, you get to go see Kevin Nash in this. All oh, seven feet of him. Really? He's reprising his role as Tarzan. Huh. <laughs> oh, wait. So he was in the first one? He was in the first one. He was always in the back. They had to hide his inability to move because both of his <laughs> knees are blown out. Do they go the full Monty? I, I don't know. Huh. I mean, apparently there is some nudity in this film. It's rated R for language, uh, s- sexuality, and nudity, <laughs> according to the MPAA. All right. But I'm not sure what you see and what you don't, but this now, is the the story of more stripping three years later. Apparently this is the one last strip as the guys head off to Myrtle Beach. Because if you live in Florida in Fort Lauderdale, where do you want to go? You want to go Myrtle Beach. You can't really go south, really. Unless you want to go to Cuba, so you might as well go north. Oh, they're saving that for the third one. Oh yeah, Havana Nights. <laughs> uh I know that Nicole C is is married. Mm-hmm. Is she dragging her husband to this, or is he dragging her, or is she he's dragging, dragging him? her? <laughs> no, um, maybe she goes with uh someone else. Yeah, I mean, friends. I was about to say family. Okay, 
No, probably I, not. I could see my family going to go watch this. My mom and sister. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. But good pick. Yeah, yeah I like it. July first. All, All right. right, that's coming up. We talked about that last on the we laugh on the we laugh yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Let me pick here. Ooh, Kenzie. I got Ken Z. I know what movie I want uh, to see. You have Mackenzie? No, Ken Z. Ah. Uh. Yeah. This is a movie that uh, I'm not sure that Ken would be aware of. He does, He's not into movies per se. So this is why you should listen to the show. Right. So he, he wants to know what movies he should see. He even asked me at the beginning of the summer, what movie should I see? The sad thing is for this movie for him is it might not be in wide release. He might have to wait to see it until later on in the summer. It's coming out July 18th, and it's the Stanford Prison Experiment, which is a movie about uh, Stanford professor Philip Zombardo, controversial psychology experiment in which college students pretend to be either prisoners or guards, and the proceedings soon get out of hand. Now, there's been a couple of movies already made about this subject matter. The difference between those and this one is that Dr. Zombardo was actually a consultant on the film, and um, it doesn't have... It, it doesn't go to, to extremes beyond what the actual situations were. seems mm-hmm. like the other movies. I think one was called The Experiment, yeah. and one was a German film. Das Experiment. <laughs> seems like those went way beyond what actually happened, and people that have seen this movie, I think it premiered at Sundance, they say that this movie shows enough of the evilness of humankind that uh, you don't need to go to those extremes. You don't need to like sort of glorify it in a way. Um, do you ever read the book, The Lucifer Effect? No. All right, that's a, an understanding about how good people turn to evil. This was written by Zimbrado, uh, and he uses um, the experiment as the basis, but he also writes about some other things. Um, if the movie doesn't come out around here, at least I can give that book to Ken Z to read, because I know he likes to read also. This is uh, directed by... Uh, Kyle Patrick Alvarez, written by Tim Talbot, P.W. Hopsider, and Christopher McQuarrie, the guy that you just talked about. He wrote The Usual Suspects and Way of the Gun. Yeah. So he had a hand in writing this as well. Stars uh, Billy Crudup and uh, as Philip Zimbardo and Ty Sheridan, the guy from uh, Mud. And uh, he was in another movie recently, one of my top films, Joe, of last year. Uh, two years ago. I picked this for uh, Ken because I think he's interested in the psychosocial engineering aspect. And I think it'll be a good pick for him if he gets a chance to go see it. So, Ken Z, if you're listening, and this comes out July 18th, go see the Stanford Prison Experiment. I like it. All right. All right. Reaching into the bag, things. going around, not a whole lot left. Uh, oh, I got Tony C. Oh. Uh, he writes into the show quite a bit, comments yes. on it. And I know he's a funny guy, so I think we need a comedy for him. And looking on the list, I think this is going to be the funniest movie of the summer, Trainwreck. Oh, the Judd okay. Apatow-directed film starring uh, Amy Schumer, who's uh, famous for her show Inside Amy Schumer that plays on Comedy Central. Right. Uh, it also has Bill Hader and LeBron James in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. LeBron James plays the best friend of Bill Hader. He doesn't play himself? He's playing himself. Oh, LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James plays is himself. Bill Hader's playing Bill Hader? someone, I guess, who works for the Cavs team. <laughs> he plays the guy who's best friends with LeBron James. That's his yeah. claim to fame. And I, I love in the trailer, 
LeBron James has always given Bill Hader dating advice. Huh. Like LeBron James isn't busy doing other stuff that he's going to help this one guy. <laughs> is uh, Tony C into LeBron James? No, but he oh, likes okay. comedies and I mean Judd Apatow type films. Is Normally this... there are a lot of good laughs in those. So Judd Apatow wrote, produced, what, what is it? Uh, he's directing this. Oh, really? Yeah. Who and, wrote it? I don't have that. I would imagine Judd Apatow at least had a hand in okay. writing it. He normally helps craft his films. Um, and this is, I guess, you know, Amy Schumer's looking for love. She apparently is a serial dater. But now that she's found Bill Hader, Wait. she wants to turn their one night stand into something longer lasting. Really? Yeah. But So Bill Hader is the love interest? Yeah. Okay. That guy's blowing up. Right. Yeah, He's getting real true. popular, yeah. All right. So... And you, you think it'll be funny? You want to go see it? Yeah, I could go watch it. Huh. If I get to see it with Tony, I, I would definitely watch it. All right. Just, he has one of the best laughs. Oh, it's in, loud in and the theater. Yeah, everyone laughs for like the first 20 minutes along with him, and then sometimes I get a little upset, and then I laugh, and I apparently have a pretty annoying laugh at times. Right. So we have a ton of fun in the theater. Oh. I'm not sure everyone else does. So he's Bill Cady from... Uh... Yeah. I don't think I've seen a movie with him in theater since Jackass 3, so... May have to try and make this happen, and uh, Trainwreck comes out July seventeenth. So fair enough. Yeah. So he's Bill Cady from uh, Cape Fear. Yeah. Okay, that was the movie I was thinking of. Yeah, he would love to be compared to Robert De Niro. All right. So Tony C and Mister Two Frames. I hope you enjoy that movie. All right. There's only. Wait. Do you have any? Oh, uh, there's only two more in here. Yeah, two more. All right. Let me pick and see. Ooh, Kathy B. Kathy B, I'm going for the, uh, um, what do I know about Kathy B? There's there's quite a few movies left here. All right, this is what I know about Kathy B. She raised a family. <laughs> she has adult children, right? She mm-hmm. has a... Well, one and a half of them. Right. She has, uh, she, she has a lot of reason to be proud of what she's accomplished in her life. And I think that she's probably satisfied with her life. And I'm sure that she's enjoyed it and probably has no regrets about the path that she took. But if she were musically inclined, she might have decided to run off and give up everything to pursue her dream of rock and roll. And that pursuit of the dream of rock and roll stardom is being played out in the movie called Ricky and the Flash with Meryl Streep that comes out August 7th. On summer's day. Hello? I've been trying to call you. It's Julie, our daughter. Max left her. What? You brought your guitar? Yeah, just the one. Whoa, Mom, you're here. It's like the 80s all over again. But now, see, this woman has to return and make things right. So she might have chosen the wrong thing. I don't know. Depends on how the movie works out. The trailer sets it up that uh, she's she has some issues when she comes back home. So anyway, that's why I picked this movie for, uh, for Kathy B. Because I think it might be some sort of strange wish fulfillment. How does this movie compare to Danny Collins, would you say? Because that seems to have right a the similar theme. Yeah, I think it's right in the same line. It seems to have the same tone. The same setup. Um, the difference might be 
in terms of its level of seriousness. Although I guess Danny Collins does have a serious tone. Did do you know if Kathy B saw Danny Collins? I don't think she's seen it yet, but I do think that was a film that I'd recommend to her. Um, she. This movie's written, directed, or it's directed by Jonathan Demme. You, you remember that guy, right? Yeah. Silence of the Lambs, Philadelphia. But then he also did a whole bunch of documentaries on Neil Young and Kenny Chesney and Jimmy Carter. I didn't know about that. But he was involved in that New Yorker TV program I mentioned in a wee laugh uh, a couple weeks ago. That right. was the Amazon Prime pick of the week. So he's coming back and doing feature films now? Coming back and doing this feature film. Um Stars Meryl Streep as Ricky. I'm not really sure who the Flash is, but Kevin Klein is in this movie as well. And uh, Rick Springfield. Did you notice Rick Springfield in True Detective this week? No. He was the psychologist in oh, episode okay. two of uh, True Detective. And that's this is where True Detective is sort of getting off the rails for me. For those of you who have seen, haven't seen True Detective, there's it's, it's too much like the movie Inherent Vice which we saw and didn't like too much. I think it's funnier than Inherent Vice. Yeah, it so. is. It actually is. But anyway, right. you know who else is in this? Charlotte Ray, Mrs. Garrett from The Facts of Life. <laughs> it's got everyone in it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that's why I picked uh, for Kathy B. She's the opposite of Ricky, staying and raising a family, accepting her responsibility instead of traipsing off willy-nilly. Uh in that sense, you know, maybe she'll enjoy this. No, I like it. And plus, who wouldn't like to see a tatted up Meryl Streep, right? <laughs> yeah. kicking, kicking some A. Yeah, I like some Meryl Streep with some uh, street cred. All right. Yeah. I like it. All right, so looking into the hat, there's one name left. One name. Uh, it is uh, Sam M., Ooh. Uh, a frequent uh, writer into the show and also yeah, he's on a, Twitter. a former student, hopefully... Have him again for Film Blast next year. Nice. Uh, I know Sam likes the superhero stuff. So we got two superhero movies this summer coming out. Oh, wow. You're going you're gonna to give him a double pick? No, no. I think of the two, I think I'd rather go see Ant-Man. So I'm going to recommend Ant-Man to him. It's not about saving our world. It's about saving theirs. Scott, I need you to be the Ant-Man. Huh. Uh, Ant-Man stars Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, and Evangeline Lilly, and this features the smallest superhero. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of the posters have him in his super small form next to other superhero stuff. Like he's next to Captain America's shield and he's super tiny. Or right. He's standing on Thor's hammer. He's the size of the ant. Yeah. I like uh, the, the movie seems from the trailers to be trying to go down that comedy line, much like guardians of the galaxy did last mm-hmm. summer. So this could be a sleeper hit. This could do a lot. Well, you know, uh, I took a class this summer called um, rise of the superheroes. It was uh-huh. co-curated by Stanley. He says that this is one of his favorite characters, if not his favorite character, that he wrote. And the reason that it wasn't as successful as he thinks it should have been was because of the things that you just mentioned there. When they when they drew him in action mm-hmm. frames, he would look like every other superhero. He said he could never communicate to them, to his artists, that he wanted 
them to see his scale. And they didn't, they, he wanted the reader to be able to envision him as a super small creature or being or whatever hero in reference to like a Coke bottle or, mm-hmm. you know, a Captain America's shield or something like that. And they, they never would draw that. And he says, so the first few episodes or whatever comics that they wrote, he never, he, he wasn't able to make it a success when he thought it was actually a really interesting character. So I guess he's changed that with respect to the movie. Yeah. So. The movie seems to show scale a lot. I also like that they're making him a comedic or giving him elements of comedy in his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, the show, the arrow and they've introduced uh, the DC version of Ant-Man called the Adam. He's mm-hmm. able to shrink size too. And he's played by Brandon Roth. You probably know him best from Dylan dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he also played oh, yeah. Superman. Um, right. In, many, uh, many years ago, Superman rises. A TV show? No, in the movie, the Brian Singer film, Superman so Superman Rises. one or Superman, Superman Re- Returns, Superman Returns. Okay, yeah, I guess he rose when he returned. Yeah, he rose but, when um, he returned. Brandon Roth is really funny in the Arrow huh. show, and I think that adds a lot of uh, depth to his character. And I think Paul Rudd can do the same thing with Ant Man. How, so. how do they? How does their superhero or superpower manifest itself? Are they able to to change it? Will uh, I think it's something to do with their suit allows them to change size. And apparently Ant-Man, he can shrink down to the size of an ant, but he retains his strength. Right. And then in some of the comics, I believe he can even get larger than normal size. And he uh, still they, has You stuff. think they'll do that in this? I don't version? think in no. this one, but apparently Ant-Man's going to be in Captain America's Civil War, which comes out next year. You know who else might be in that is uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, so I do like that they're introducing new characters to these larger scale superhero movies, and you know, I think it's I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Ant Man drops July seventeenth. All right, nice. So we're down to it. These are the movies that we pick for each other. Yeah, these, this, this is, is hard. This was this was hard because I wanted to come with something obscure, but I also I, this was tailor made for you, so you know it. You know the movie. I have no idea what you're going to pick, to be um, honest, but I'm excited. Well, it, it's tailor-made for you in terms of the people that are involved, not necessarily in terms of the story. All huh. right, the story is, is a little bit, it, it's hit or miss. Um, this is the uh, synopsis from IMDb. A young married couple's lives are thrown into a harrowing tailspin. When an acquaintance from the husband's past brings mysterious gifts and a horrifying secret to light, after more than 20 years. I almost picked this for you. Oh, you didn't, though. I didn't. Oh, good, because uh, then you have something else maybe is interesting. To pick I thought you me. might like this. I think I will, too. All right, what is it? But the reason that I think that you'll like it is because it's written and directed by Joel Egerton. It's called The Gift. Yeah. And it's coming out August 7th. Now, there's several reasons that I think you'll like it. And they're all because of the people that are involved. Jason yeah. Bateman. Yeah, like him. He was from Bad Words, and This Is Where I Leave You. And you might know him best, listener, as Pepper Brooks from Dodgeball, a true underdog story. <laughs> uh, Rebecca Hall is in this. I like her. She was from the town, and she's going to be in about 55 movies coming out, too. Um, she's going to be in a movie about on-air personality Christine Chubbuck uh, coming out in a few years. you know what happened with her? No. All right, if you looked it up, it's a shame because if you look it up, it's spoiled right away. So the movie is not going to be able to shy away from what happens to this woman, but she goes into depression. She's also going to be in a movie called BFG, 
uh, written by Roald Dahl and directed by Steven Spielberg. I like she's, it. She's got more range than Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 this excites me. I like Joel Edgerton as an actor. I also like him as a writer. He is the writer, director, and star. He's played uh, Tom Buchanan in The Great Gatsby, and I think he was in that movie about uh, Moses. Oh, Exodus, yeah. Yeah, he was in he Exodus. was Ramsey's in Exodus. And he wrote The Rover last year, which was one of my favorite movies from last year. So anyway, The Gift. That's my pick for Mr. Two Frames. Opening August 7th. I like it. All right. And I think we think along similar lines. Uh, I, I almost chose the gift for you, but then I was like, well, let me keep looking. All and right. I knew I had till the end of summer. So this this movie will probably be the last thing you do that's fun before we go back to the classroom and start teaching. Okay. Coming out this Labor Day is Jane Got a Gun. Oh, yeah. This Good is pick. a Western starring Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, and... Joel Egerton. Right. All right. Great minds think alike. Uh, this is uh, the synopsis says a woman asks her ex lover to help her uh, in order to save her outlaw husband from a gang who's out to kill him. And apparently, this movie was supposed to come out last year. There have been tons yeah. of production problems. Yeah, scary. Actors have come and gone. This movie could have been awesome because instead of Ewan McGregor, originally Michael Fassbender was right. attached to act in this film. And I think. Michael Fassbender was supposed to be the good guy when he left. Joel Egerton went from being the bad guy to the good guy. Huh. He was the understudy. Yeah. And then they brought in Bradley Cooper to be the bad guy. On the first day of filming, the director quits. Huh. So they had to go get someone else. Uh, They ended up getting Gavin O'Connor, who did Warrior with Joel Egerton, Uh which is an underrated MMA movie. Who wrote this? Uh, I don't know. Why does it have so many production problems? Directors were leaving, cast members were yeah, quitting. I mean, Natalie Portman is not known as someone that's hard to work with. No, I don't think it was her. I think just uh, people dealing with the producers wow. and just, I, I don't know. The backstory makes it kind of scary, but the story story. Yeah, but, and I did a ton of research because I can't even find a trailer for it yet. Probably the trailer will drop here in two or three weeks. Huh. But all of the Hollywood insiders are really excited about this film. Yeah, I'm excited. This is a true sleeper pick. You know, uh, the last six movies that I've watched, I've went and put in my Excel spreadsheet uh-huh. for films of 2015. They've all had female leads. Uh-huh. So I might be on a pro-feminist And I'm not uh, sure you've seen a Western right in the last like five years that you haven't liked. You might be right. <laughs> You might be I right. I mean, like, meat's cut off, yeah, a million ways to die in the West. It. Yeah, <laughs> You're right, a million ways to die in the West. Slow West, you were big on. It's one of my top movies of the year. I mean, a lot of people say the cowboy Western movie hit its peak in maybe the 70s. Some people may go back to, like, the 50s with John Wayne. Lusk For says, you, it's the 2010s. That's right. All right. Good pick. Nice. I like it. So All there's right. a ton to see this summer. A ton to see, a ton to watch out there. I hope we get to see all of them myself. Yeah. I would. I, there's not one that's on that list that you mentioned that I, I'm not interested in seeing myself, except for maybe Ricky and the Flash. I might pass on Ricky and the Flash, but I might take my mom. Yeah. We'll see. That would be nice of you. Uh, I think we're doing a bonus show coming out in a couple oh, days, yeah. right? We're going to have a special show on uh, just movie shorts. Right? Yep. So these are all movies that are under, what, like 15 minutes long, we'd say? 
Yeah, I think that I kept my uh, when I when I went through and picked, I looked for movies that were under fifteen, even under that. I think I have a couple in there like five minutes long, but um, this should be an interesting show for people because they can go out and watch the movies, all, all the movies that I picked. I don't know, did you pick any movies of your own? Or yeah, I've got I know one all the two. movies that we're going to talk about are free to watch mm-hmm. online, and so um, should be an interesting show. I'm really looking forward to that too. A lot of content coming out of. Uh, Flying Bull Production Studios. Um, coming up next week, we're going to do a review of uh, Terminator Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Genesis X. <laughs> yeah, why are they going with that weird spelling? That Y. In Apparently, there? it's some sort of computer language, like the Sys and Genesis <laughs> okay. refers to system. So this is the start of the system, <sighs> okay. beginning of the system. I don't know. All right, that, that's a little tedious, but nevertheless, I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. Uh, we got some We Laughs coming out. We're going to be doing a laugh track on some movies. Uh, snakes on the Plane. Yeah, they got Snakes on the Plane, so it's going to be an interesting I just summer. got the Blu-ray. I'm so excited. All right. So, yeah. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, do we need to do any box office challenge stuff? Uh, well, you are currently in the lead with $125 awesome. million. Man, I'm great. To nothing. You got nothing, man. Yeah, it's you a, got nothing. It's a shutout right now. I'm awesome, but well, you're also two films well down, and I got four what? left. Oh, wait a minute. So, and among the four are Minions, Magic Mike. Oh God Almighty. Yeah. So it, all right, it's in, looking in bleak for the next two weeks. Will be interesting. It's looking bleak for the L train. My challenge might go off the rails. Anyway, nevertheless. Um, if you'd like us to make personal recommendations for you, then drop us a line. Where would you do that? You can email us directly at thelaughpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at thelaughpodcast, or you can send us a message on Facebook. We're available at facebook.com slash thelaughpodcast. All right. As Gru said in Despicable Me, it's like my heart is a tooth, and it's got a cavity that can only be filled with children. <laughs> for Mr. Two Frames over there. It's been a pleasure. I'm the L Train. Pox at Bonum, everybody. There be dragons. We have a uh, number of listeners that we know of. And we put their names into a box, or this hat here. I have a crumpled up fedora, came off of the uh, snowman that I had last summer or last winter. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna put the names in, shuffle them up, pick out these names, and uh, figure out from the movies that we have starting with today, right, or this weekend. Yeah, we're considering summer beginning in July. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, shit. Wow. Technology. I think man. you hit the trifecta of possible flubs. Pretzel Thins and Cocoa Krispies on the list. <laughs> Maybe we should start over. <laughs> oh, man. That was pretty good, though, for me. 